Hey guys, welcome to the Persevering Saints podcast, where we dig into the scriptures through some of the most fundamental doctrines found therein. Thanks guys, hope you enjoy. I want to talk with you uh, about a disease, okay? I don't want to talk about COVID-19, I want to talk about where COVID-19 came from. I want to talk to you about the original disease, the disease that um, every disease, sickness, ache, pain, um, and even death itself originally came from. I want to talk to you about what we call in Hebrew, hata, and in Greek, hermatia. The English word we call it derives from an old German word uh, that means guilt. The disease at which I want to talk about is sin. We're going to talk about disease, this disease in two ways. We're going to talk about <clears throat> what it is, what it isn't, and what it has caused. It is simply defined in uh, 1 John 3, 4 as this, okay? Ready to take notes? 1 John 3, 4 defines what sin is for you real simply. It says, everyone who makes practice of sin also practices lawlessness. Lawlessness is, are you ready? Sin. Sin is lawlessness. Webster's Dictionary defines lawlessness this way. It says, lawlessness is a state of being or an action to have absence or disregard for law. You understand? Simple? Is that simple enough? I would also say that we can easily understand what sin is by the providence of the language that God purposed the original text of Scripture to be written in. Okay. These are very simple uh, ways to understand sin. And we'll go with the, the first one, hata, right? The Hebrew, hata, which uh, just simply means this. You ready? You ready? I'm on a path. I move off the path. I hatad. That is the word in Hebrew usually used for sin. Hata. Right. It's used to veer off path. It's also used um, if you do not uh, make it to your destination. Meaning Say, I am a Hebrew, and I am um, anywhere other than Jerusalem, okay, in Israel. And I am making a pilgrimage uh, to Jerusalem. And I end up in Nazareth. I, Hatad, I missed uh, where I was aiming for in my destination. Um, in Greek... It's this way, all right? It's hermatia, right? 
Harmatia means to miss the mark. Um, it was usually used in uh, battle language, Greek battle language. If you missed your mark when you were shooting bow and arrows, you missed your mark, you harmatia, you sinned. Um, and I, I, I see it this way, that yes, those are easy ways to understand it, but I also believe it removes uh, the implications of what sin actually is. If we don't look at um, God's gloriousness and think of this, uh, we are not going to understand the depth of what sin is. Uh, to a Hebrew to veer off the path that would get them to their destination was life or death. To a Greek, if you didn't make your mark, guess what was going to happen? Your mark was going to come back and get you. There was a certain depth of meaning in those cultures for these words that we are missing. You see, hear a lot of the the. Uh, there's a lot of over oversimplification of these terms. Uh, you'll see YouTube video after YouTube video, and saying, "Oh, yep, uh, the Greek word for sin is hermatia, and it just means to miss the mark." And and well, that is true. It, it means to miss the mark, but it also I believe that misses the mark uh, for us to understand fully what sin is. It's lawlessness against a holy, infinite, all-powerful, uh, righteous God. You're missing His mark. And you have earned eternity in hell for missing His mark. Sin is, is not um, me doing something wrong against a created thing. Think of sin this way. Um, say I steal something from my dog. Are there any consequences right off the bat that we can visually see that um, would happen from me stealing something from my dog? Him, he may bite me okay, as a consequence. But is that going to be the same consequences if I stole something from my neighbor? No. Okay, how about this? I steal something from my... How, let's go even further. The consequence is going to be the same if I steal something from the mayor. Say, if I stole something from the mayor of Orange, Texas, my consequences are going to be a little more. Well, let's go a little further. What if I stole something from the President of the United States? The consequences are going to be greater. So, I have sinned against a holy, infinite, righteous God. The consequences are just as infinite. Do you, do you understand? I hope you do. That's... People will 
oh, I just, God isn't going to send me to hell because I stole a cookie out of the cookie jar. Look, when you stole that cookie out of the cookie jar, you sinned infinitely against an infinite holy God. That is the depth of sin. Everything that you have done, you have sinned against God. Just like Joseph, right? Read the story of Joseph in Egypt, right? Okay, Joseph just gets out of prison, right? He gets out of slavery. He's not in prison yet. He's in slavery. Okay. He becomes, uh, at this point, he becomes a, a helper to a very um, wealthy uh, politician okay, in, in, uh, in Egypt. He's not at the Pharaoh level yet. Okay? But uh, this politician's wife, sees Joseph and she thinks Joseph is good looking and she wants Joseph right so she catches Joseph off guard and she says to Joseph come lay with me and Joseph says I cannot sin against God he realized to sin there to sin at all would be to sin against his God. All sin is against God ultimately. And so when you sin, every sin is infinitely wrong. Infinitely wrong. And then deserves an infinite punishment. That is the depth. But unfortunately, sin has entered this world through Adam, through that horrible garden incident, right? When the serpent deceives Eve while Adam's standing there watching the whole thing, and then takes of the fruit too. Adam fails big time there. He fails in leading his house. He fails in protecting his house. He fails in taking dominion of creation. And then... He directly disobeys God and eating the one thing that God told him not to. Simple command. So now because of that, Paul in Romans writes this. He says, do you not know, Romans 6.16, do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, 
you are slaves to the one whom you obey. Okay? You are slaves to the one whom you obey. Now listen to this. Either of sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. Are you obedient to sin? Are you obedient to righteousness? Are you going to live this day obedient to your flesh that desires what you want? Are you going to be obedient to righteousness? Which leads to life. Sin here is called a slave master. Paul calls sin the slave master. It is a, a bad slave master. It, it doesn't lead to anything but death. Sin is a slave master. But God tells us that we must rule over this, this sin. It may be a slave master, but we must master this slave master. Just after um, Genesis 3 comes Genesis 4. Right? Just after original sin comes the second sin uh, that we are told about. In scripture it's the one where Cain kills his brother Abel because of envy and pride and because of envy and pride some death comes Cain envies his brother is prideful and in they're in the field talking it out and it strives up anger strives up in Cain, he picks up a rock and he kills his brother. In Genesis 4, 7, uh, God says to Cain, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. And the word here for sin is hata, that veering off the path. Now, Jesus says in 834, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. So sin is a slave master that you must, must mortify daily you need to repent daily you must see sin here and go uh uh <laughs> you must turn and see God and seek to worship seek to glorify get your mind on the good thing Sin is wretched. Don't let it rule you. 
friends, we can explain every struggle in this world. We can explain every thorn that grows in my yard that sticks in my feet when I walk through it and the pain that it brings. We can explain why there's riots ravaging our country right now. We can explain all those things. And anything absent of a Christian biblical worldview cannot explain the root cause of this. Unbeliever, I'm speaking to you right now. You may seek out to all these men who profess to be wise that worship creation rather than the creator. And you say, oh, well, they're atheists. They don't believe. They don't worship anything. That's not true. They worship themselves. They worship in the way they satisfy themselves. Rather than their creator. They cannot explain to you why things are the way they are. Person, you who struggle with anxiety and fear, you who struggle with depression, the first place you need to go is to God. Understand why you have the problem you have and it is in Scripture. Then go to these doctors. God gifted many, many, even, even unbelieving men I would say you need to seek out a believing doctor, okay? But he has gifted many men, even unbelieving men, with glorious healing hands, okay? Get some help, but first place to get help is in the Word of God. No ifs, ands, buts, maybes about it. We can explain sin because we know that Adam failed to obey God's command. He simply failed to obey God's law, if you will. And the law at that time was only one rule. Don't eat from that tree. And we may say that Oh, well, why do I have to suffer the pains and, and troubles from Adam? Because you've sinned too. And Paul clearly says that if it was you, you'd have done it too. And the proof is, you sin these little bitty 
what we would think of uh, from an earthly perspective as little bitty sins, right? Little white lies, if you will. You would have done it too. That's why you suffer. Because you did it too. But the first thing that we have earned in sin is death. God said to Adam, if you eat from this, you will die. The serpent said, you surely, you surely will not die. But we earn death, physical death and sin. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all have sinned. See, Adam and Eve, as image bearers, were supposed to rule over God's creation for God. They were to be ambassadors. They were supposed to be managers of all of creation. And they veered off that path. But now, we can look to a man that has the perfect image of God, just like I, was t I talked about last week. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the perfect image bearer. The perfect one without sin. Died on your behalf on my behalf. He died without disobeying one He diso he never never disobeyed. He followed the law to a T. There was no lawlessness in him. Jesus is the way. He is the truth and the life. And no man shall get to the Father but by Him. Because He paid the price for your sin and my sin. He paid it on a tree. That He was nailed to. To suffer the wrath of God that you and I deserve. For every sin, the little ones, the big ones, everyone's. He paid the due penalty so you wouldn't have to. So friends, repent, believe. Understand the depths of sin. Understand that every sin is an infinite sin. 
seek to not sin. You're going to make mistakes. Understand that. Don't kill yourself over it. But do understand that every sin is an infinite missing of the mark. Every sin is an infinite failure. Understand that. Friends, thank you for tuning in to this Bible study. And I want to close um, with a reading of Romans 5, 12 through 17. And because uh, I believe that this scripture uh, explains just about everything that I talked about in this study. I believe that it that it clarifies so much. So I'm going to read Romans 5 and then I'm going to close in prayer. I'm going and then I will be gone. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. And uh, hope to see you next time and hopefully the next one will be another live um, which I'm, I'm kind of juggling up whether I'm going to speak of, of total depravity. We're going to start going into the doctrines of man and the doctrines of sin. Uh, now that we uh, went over all the omnis, uh, we might, we're going to probably go into some of uh, the not-so-omnis uh, that we deal with. Um, so, again, Romans 5. I want to start at verse 12. Romans 5, 12. 12. All right. It says, Therefore, just as sin came in the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin, indeed, was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted, therefore, counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sin was not like the transgression of Adam who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the, the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man Jesus abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following the, the trespass brought, following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass brought death, reign that that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life 
through the one man Jesus. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Friends, that one man's obedience was infinite obedience because he was the infinite God. Thank you for listening. I hope uh, it was clear and um, you tune in next week. All right, let's close in prayer. And I will see you guys later. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Strengthen us to do your will your very way. Take the lawlessness from us. Sanctify our hearts. Help us to seek to glorify you in all things, no matter what. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Bye, guys. Thanks.